Welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Gabriel, and today is Wednesday, March 31st, 2010. Today is the last episode in the contest series, finally. Um, We've had four other episodes before, the Barry episode, the Poffins episode, the Accessories episode, and the episode on how to, or who to choose, uh, what Pokemon to choose for the Super Contests in the fourth generation of games. Today we're actually going to be talking about the contests themselves, each portion of the contest, the dance portion, the acting portion, and the visual portion of the super contests. And later on in the episode, I have a little bit of something to talk about. Um, It has nothing to do with Pokemon, it's just something that's been uh, on my mind for the past couple of weeks, Um, something I just really wanted to, to let people know about just to make sure they're safe on the internet, I guess, and we'll talk about that later, I don't want to start off the episode with that. But as usual, let's get into the news. Today we have quite a bit in the news. First off, uh, if you didn't see uh, Bulbapedia back when Heart Gold and Soul Silver first came out here in the U.S., it was renamed Rocketpedia for a couple of days, about a week or so. I thought that was pretty cool, and they even had any uh, an emergency message. Uh, from Team Rocket, you know, quote-unquote from Team Rocket. Uh, It says, We are Team Rocket. After many years of preparation, we have risen again from the ashes. Giovanni, can you hear? We did it. Where's our boss? Is he listening? You know, and it says we're waiting. So that's kind of cool. I like how they did that. You know, as if Team Rocket had taken over uh, Bulbapedia and renamed it Rocketpedia. So I thought that was uh, kind of a cool uh, little, you know, special thing to do for the release of Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Next in the news, the Yellow Forest will be available starting tomorrow, April 1st, until April 30th. But I've seen some other um, sources that say it ends May 5th. So April 1st to May 5th, I would just go ahead and be safe and start getting it April 1st through the 30th. Or try to get it from April 1st to the 30th. Just to be safe, I don't know if those sources are 100% correct. That say until May 5th. So just to be safe, get it within April and the Yellow Forest, what it is, it's a uh, a walking path on the Pokewalker, which allows you to capture Pikachu, male Pikachu that know the move Fly, and female ones that know the move Surf. Next the news is a new Nintendo DS. While we haven't had much to talk about for the uh, just-released Nintendo DSi XL, now we have uh, the Nintendo 3DS. Why they're coming out with so many DSs back-to-back like this, I have no idea. But they are. 3DS, what it does, if you've seen the videos on YouTube, which I'm sure some of you have, uh, it actually has 3D capabilities. You can turn the DS and look like behind a couch or something like that on the game. So that was kind of cool. 
but I don't think they should be coming out with DSs so quickly like this. First, there was a DS, the, the original one. That was cool. Then the DS Lite, I think two or three years afterwards. That was fine. Then the DSi, which was okay. You know, a couple years after the DS, uh, DS Lite. Now there's the uh, DSi XL. Now the 3DS. It's too much money, too fast. I can't handle this. But those of you who want to check it out, uh, it will be shown during E3 this year, which is from June 5th to June 17th. Um, in LA, or Los Angeles. I'll have some news for you on the 3DS once we find out anything new about it. Next to the news, there is a new pack coming out called uh, Unleashed, going to be released May 2010. It also comes with three packs called the three-pack blister. It's like a little special kind of promotional thing. It has two Unleashed booster packs, one Stormfront pack, and a Silver, Shaman, and Jirachi coin. It also comes with a Latias promo card. If you're still into the cards, go ahead, get it. It comes out May 2010, and the blister, the three-pack blister, comes out May 12th. So that's it for the news today. Uh, any articles that I didn't talk about, there was a few about other card packs and something that Bulbapedia has been doing. Uh, those will be located on pokedexradio.blogspot.com. As usual, any older episodes, any older news articles, including ones that I didn't talk about, will be located there as well as links to the email, the Twitter, everything else. Now let's get on to the main topic of Pokemon contests. Again, today's main topic is the Pokemon Super Contests. Here we're going to be talking about what exactly you have to do in the contest themselves, about each portion, each competition within the contest. First, you start out with the visual competition. This is where all the skills you've acquired from making Poffins really come into play. As long as you've raised the stats for your Pokemon for that specific type of contest, you know, beauty, cute, tough, smart, or cool, that will, co- that will all come into play within the first portion of the contest, which again is the visual portion. There's two parts to the visual portion of the competition, excuse me, of the contest. There's the one where all the Poffins come into play, where your Pokemon just stands up on stage, and you see all the hearts, and you hear the whistles and stuff go by, okay? The second portion to the visual competition... Are the, is the dress-up portion of the competition. You dress up your Pokemon according to the theme that is announced right before the dress-up part. And these themes can be bright, the created, the colorful, the festive, the flexible, the gaudy, the intangible, the natural, the relaxed, the shapely, the sharp, and the solid. And go back and listen to the accessories episode, and you can check out what accessories are good for what type of theme. In the normal rank competition, the first one you start off at, a maximum of 5 accessories can be used. For the next rank, a maximum of 10, then the next, 15, and then for the master rank, 20 accessories can be used. Again, go back to the accessories episode to find out where to find accessories and how to use them. The next portion of the Pokemon Super Contest is the dance competition. The dance competition is the four Pokemon dance on stage. Each competitor will control their Pokemon using the four buttons or castanets, uh, the yellow for left, green for right, red for front, and blue for jump. Pretty much you dance left, dance to the right, dance forward, or jumping. Simple as that. The dancer in the front, the lead dancer, chooses up to three steps in the normal and great rank competition if you're using the Diamond and Pearl games, or if you're using Platinum, three steps only in the normal rank. Then four steps... If you're using Platinum, it's also in the Great Rank 4 steps. And if you're using Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, 4 steps in the Ultra and Master Ranks. 
You have to match the beat of the music as closely as possible, so you have to be listening to the music. You can't have the music off. And then the backup dancers have to try to match the lead dancer's moves. So while you're a backup dancer, you really don't have to do anything but match the lead dancer's moves. But when you are the lead dancer, you have to match the beat as best you can. The next portion of the super contests is the acting competition. This is just like what we had in the advanced generation of the games, uh, when you use your moves to perform for the judges. In the acting competition, the judges you can perform for are Jordan, Dexter, and Kira. As you perform for these judges, you earn appeal points, uh, depending on the move that you use. At the end of each round of the acting competition, the judges will award you extra points, depending on how many Pokemon performed for that judge and if you rose the voltage of that judge as well. First off, each judge will give three points to each Pokemon only if one Pokemon performed for that specific judge. Let's say you performed for Dexter and you're the only one to perform for Dexter, he will give you three points. But if you and one of your opponents perform for Dexter, he will only give two points to you and to your opponent. If three people perform to a specific judge, only one point will be given to each of those performers. And if all the Pokemon perform for one judge, then you will not get any extra points for that round. The Pokemon that goes first is the one that has the lowest score, and whoever has the highest score goes last. You know, there's four people, lowest score first, second lowest second, third lowest third, and then the highest score goes last. Now, when you perform a contest-specific move, for example, a cute move in a cute contest to any judge, their voltage goes up by one. When you perform that certain move, your, your voltage goes up by one, you'll see a star go above their head, okay? If you perform a move that does not appeal in that contest, let's say you're using a cute move in a beauty contest, their voltage will go down by one. Now, if your Pokemon is able to fill the voltage meter of a certain judge, you will get bonus points. If you're performing to either Jordan or Kira, you will get five bonus points. Or if you're performing for Dexter and you fill his voltage, you will get eight bonus points. So it's always best to perform for Dexter, but if you know somebody's going to perform for him, perform for one of the other two. Or if you see that somebody's going to fill the voltage right away, go ahead and try to use a move that doesn't appeal in that contest to lower the voltage so the next person doesn't uh, get those bonus points, doesn't fill the bonus meter or the voltage meter. And here in the acting competition, obviously, like I said, appeal points is what you need. So all the hearts that you rack up is what gives you more points, which allows you to win. Here we've had a couple of questions, including myself, I've had a few questions on how to do this. Best to use moves not only that appeal to that specific contest, again, smart moves in a smart contest, but use other moves as well that can boost uh, your next performance, or even that uh, switch up the order of... Uh, the next round. There's many different little things that you can do. You just have to check out the moves that your Pokemon can learn. Sometimes you're going to have to breed for a Pokemon to learn a certain move, as usual, just like with battling. Now, when you win the contest, let's say you're in the normal rank of the cool contest. You win the normal rank in the cool contest, you get an accessory called the Red Barrette. The Red Barrette you're allowed to use as an accessory when you're dressing up your Pokemon for other contests. Now, in order to have your Pokemon perform in the Great Rank, you have to have the Pokemon with a Normal Rank Cool Contest Ribbon. You have to have already performed in the Normal Rank. To perform in the Ultra Rank, you have to both perform in the Normal and Great Rank. To perform in the Master Rank of any type of contest, your Pokemon has to have a Normal, Great, and an Ultra Rank Ribbon. 
showing that they have already performed in these contests and won. So you can't just perform, you have to win. Now, in these contests, once you get up to the master rank, you're able to see a couple of uh, NPCs, non-playable characters, perform in your contest as well. First, you can see Fantina. Well, not first, it's just randomly chosen. You can see Fantina, uh, who is the gym leader of Hardhome City. She will be performing with her Driftblim, who has the moves Constrict, Ominous Wind, Focus Energy, and Explosion. And those moves are Tough, Smart, Cool, and Beauty, respectively. You can see your mother in the game, Johanna. You can see her with her Kangaskhan, who has the moves Dizzy Punch, Reversal, Outrage, which are all cool, and Endure, which is a tough move. You can even see Jasmine, the Johto Gym Leader from Olivine City. She's performing with her Steelix, who has the moves Screech, Stone Edge, Mud Sport, and Ice Fang, which are smart, tough, cute, and beauty, respectively. The last uh, NPC you can see is a Pokemon Center nurse, and and I thought it was the Hard Home City nurse. According to Bulbapedia, it might be the Hard Home City nurse as well, so I don't know. She's performing with a Chansey. The Chansey's moves are Healing Wish and Minimize, which are both cute moves, and Fling and Double Edge, which are both tough moves. You can see them again when you perform in the Master Rank contests. So that is it for Pokemon Super Contest. That's it. We're done. Thankfully. This was actually requested by a listener. Let's see. It was requested by listener uh, Noel a while ago, back in December. So we started with that. It's been three months. It's May tomorrow. It's April tomorrow. So yeah, it's been three months doing these contests. So I don't even know if Noel still listens to this show. But if she does, there you go. Even for anybody who wants to know about the Pokemon Super Contests, there you go. Listen to the past four episodes, including this one. There you should be able to have enough information to try to perform in the contests and hopefully do well and even win the master rank. That's it for today's main topic. Now let's get on to the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? Today's Pokemon of the episode is Flareon. We've gotten a lot of requests to do Eevee as the Pokemon of the episode. We did Espeon back in December. So now we're going to do Flareon, which is my tied for first favorite of the Eevee evolutions, my first, well, first and second, or type for first, are uh, Flareon and Espeon. We already did Espeon, so I'm going to do Flareon next because it's a fire type, and I like fire types. Anyways, let's start off with Eevee. Pokemon 133, Eevee, is a normal type Pokemon, has two different abilities. Uh, first ability it can have is Run Away. So what it can do is, except for trainer battles, and except for mean look or block, and also except for Pokemon who have the ability of Arena Trap, Magnet Pull, or Shadow Tag, this Pokemon can always run away from battle, with those exceptions. The second ability it can have is Adaptability, which doubles the power of same type moves. Same type moves meaning any normal moves that it has. So the best ones to use for this, I'd say, Takedown and Last Resort. Takedown, that's 180. Last Resort, that's 260. Pretty good. You can find Eevee in Fire Red and Leaf Green in the Celadon Mansion. You cannot find them in the Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald games. You need to trade them. You can get Eevee as well in Diamond and Pearl in the Trophy Garden, or you can receive it from, I guess, Bebe, whatever her name is, in Heart Home City. And the same goes for Platinum. In Heart Gold and Soul Silver, you can get it as a gift from Bill. And in the Poke Walker, you can get it in the Sightseeing location. And I don't know how to get this location because it is an event, so don't ask me yet. 
Um, I guess once I hear about how to get the sightseeing location in the Pokewalker, I will let you guys know. Now on to the Pokemon of the episode, which is 136, Flareon. Flareon is a fire type. It evolves from Eevee by use of the Fire Stone. Flareon's ability is Flash Fire. It only has one ability. Flash Fire activates when the user is hit by a damaging fire type move, including the fire type hidden power. And those of you who know how to use IVs to get uh, different hidden power effects, you'll know all about that. I don't know how exactly how to do that. It has, it's with IVs. I really don't know how to do it. You've got to do a lot of breeding and stuff. But anyways, on to Flash Fire. Once, act, once Flash Fire is activated, the user's fire type moves deal 1.5 times the damage. While this ability is in effect, this Pokemon is immune to damage from fire type attacks and fire type hidden power. The accuracy and effects from these moves are also ignored. For Fire-type Pokemon with this ability, Will-O-Wisp activates this ability without having its effect. If a non-Fire-type Pokemon has this ability, Will-O-Wisp will activate the ability and will have an effect. Fire-type Pokemon won't get burned by Will-O-Wisp, but if you have a non-Fire-type Pokemon with the Flash Fire ability, it still will get burned and will also activate the ability, so that's always a good thing. Now, the only way to get Flareon in the game is by evolving it. You cannot find it in any of the games at all. Now, onto Flareon's stats. Flareon's base stats are HP 65, Attack 130, Defense 60, Special Attack 95, Special Defense 110, and Speed 65. Pretty good attack, pretty good special attack, very good special defense. Now I'm also going to let you guys know it's Pokeathlon stats. And if you want to check these out, they're on Cerebi.net, that's what I always use uh, when doing the Pokemon of the episode. So I don't exactly know what the Pokeathlon stats mean. Uh, I've only tried the Pokeathlon once, but I'm just going to go ahead and read them off anyways. The Pokeathlon stats are Speed, 3 out of 4 stars, Power, 4 out of 5, Skill, 2 out of 3, Stamina, 2 out of 3, and Jump, 3 out of 3. Again, I'm not going to explain it because I don't know what it means myself. But that's it for the Pokemon of the episode for today. Um, before we get to emails, I just want to discuss something real quickly with you guys. I have a friend that I'm a little worried about. Something had happened to her. She started being uh, stalked by someone online. It was really weird, really creepy, and it's still ongoing. So I just want to let everybody know, be careful when you're online. You know, put all your profiles and stuff to private. He started stalking her, starting with uh, her YouTube account. Then from there, he found her Twitter. Then she, then he found her Facebook and MySpace account. So you need to be really, really careful when you're online. So you don't get like weirdos like this guy stalking you. And uh, right now, she's... Deleting all of her accounts, making new ones with a new email and a different name. So she was in the process of doing that. I'm pretty sure she's done now. But she's not going to be doing any YouTube videos anytime soon. And she hasn't put up any pictures on any of her accounts yet. So again, be really careful when it comes to these kinds of things. Just to let everybody know. Put all your profiles on private. You know, it started out as a simple innocent thing. He was just commenting on YouTube videos. And then it just turned really ugly really fast. So be very careful. I'd like to say it happens more often to girls, but it happens to both girls and guys as well. Just in this case, it happened to my friend who just so happens to be a girl. It has happened to other people as well. Just just be careful, okay? Um, now, on that note, let's get on to the emails. Last time the question was, what is your favorite Pokemon song? And it was sort of a voting kind of thing, so as you see, the majority of the emailers, you guys, voted for the original Pokemon theme song. But you do also ask me a couple of questions within the emails as well. So let's go ahead and find a couple of those. Now the first email I want to read is from KC. 
Casey actually referenced something that we were kind of discussing uh, in the last in the last episode. I mentioned something that I was um, I mentioned the fact that I consider myself an old school fan. Now Casey responds to this by saying um, about episode twenty, the last episode, uh, his clarification on the term old school fan. In the last episode, you said that you considered yourself an old school Pokemon fan and that you didn't know what kind of complaints that they make. Well, first, what I meant by old school fan was a so-called Pokemon fan who likes either the first two generations or just the first generation, and generally disregards the later generation. They usually don't like the later generations of Pokemon, for the most part. They usually have never or hardly played any of the later generations, or have played the later games but didn't enjoy them. They usually don't like many of the changes and additions to those newer games, like contests, which I said was a love-it-or-hate-it thing in the last email. They usually have lost a lot of interest in Pokemon after the first or second generations were over, and they complain and whine about the later generations quite a lot, especially on the internet. I'm going to skip the uh, the next paragraph, and he goes on to say, Well, I, what I would term you, Gabriel, is a long-time Pokemon fan, and also an ongoing fan. Long-time fan being someone who's been playing Pokemon for many, ver- for many years and various generations, and ongoing fan being someone who is currently interested or is still liking Pokemon. Since you also said, as long as it's Pokemon, I'm good, that would also make you an unbiased fan, generation-wise, being a fan without a strong personal bias against any generation. You just enjoy Pokemon for the sake of enjoying the franchise. I'm a long-time, ongoing, and unbiased fan, too. I liked Pokemon since the first generation, I still like it to this day, and hold no bias against a specific generation. It's just that I didn't play any of the first two generations' main games when they were first released. I hope you understand what I mean by my personal terminology, and I also do understand why you consider yourself an old-school fan on terms different than mine. Um, now, Casey, I did read the article, and I do agree with you that he would probably be termed an old-school fan, and I'm actually going to be changing um, my own personal terminology to yours. I'm going to adopt your terminology uh, from calling myself an old-school fan to a long-time fan. I guess I was just using it wrong, and uh, now I realize, yeah, I probably was uh, using the words wrong, uh, old school to long time, uh, aside from long time, so from now on, again, long time and ongoing fan. And uh, Casey goes on to say uh, about the Chikorita Green Pokemon Minis, uh, we did kind of mention that he has, he said he owned one, and I also had owned the exact same Chikorita Green Pokemon Mini, there was also, um, I think, Totodile Blue and Cyndaquil Red or something like that. Anyways, he goes on to say that it's awesome that you have the same Pokemon Mini as I do. I didn't expect that you actually had one of these small gaming systems like me. Anyway, just to just to let you know that I got my Pokemon Mini as a bonus for buying Pokemon Channel for the GameCube. And to ask, how did you get your Pokemon Mini? Well, I got my Pokemon Mini, Casey. I got mine from the uh, Pokemon Center in New York, which is now called the Pokemon World Store. Something like that. I got it from over there while I was visiting some family. Um, I saw that it was there, I had a couple of extra dollars on me, even though the thing was, I think, like, $150, I think I spent maybe 180 on that, and then the one game that came with it, uh, came with a case and stuff like that, I remember, uh, and I didn't realize that the games for it at the time were so expensive, and now you can't even find them anymore, because this was, um, an experiment kind of promotional thing, uh, for, or in, in between a couple of games, because I think it did come out, uh, not too long after Crystal had come out. So anyways, uh, that's where I got mine. So I'm going to leave your email there, Casey, even though you do answer the question of the episode as well, and you give me and you do give me some suggestions, which thank you for that, and also other fans have also given me some suggestions as well, or other emailers, listeners, whatever. But uh, thank you, Casey, for your email. I look forward to your next one. 
Next email is from Ren. Uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter, I don't know if you saw that I tweeted out. Uh, Ren had sent me a video. Uh, the video is, uh, well, in the title of the email, it says Magikarp Sweep. And if you follow me on Twitter, you saw the video, maybe. I don't know. And it's actually a really funny video of um, pretty much a sweep from Magikarp. Uh, the Magikarp sweeps a whole team of Ubers. That was really funny. If you do follow me on Twitter, go ahead and check it out. I'm not going to put the link in the show notes, but I thought it was a funny video. So thank you, Ren, for sending us that video. And I did tweet it out, so hopefully other people watch it as well. Next email is from Johnny, and Johnny says, Hey, it's Johnny. I'm just wondering what the name of the new intro song to the show is. It's a really good song, and I'd like to know what, and I'd like to know the name. Thanks. Uh, well, Johnny, the intro song, uh, well, with the exception of this episode, the intro song for the past couple of episodes is called You and I by a band called Ann Arbor. The CD is called Free Your Mind, I think. Uh, go ahead, check it out. It's a really good song. You want to listen to the entire thing. The song before that that we had, um, before the You and I by Ann Arbor, was called uh, Here Comes the End Again by a band called Eyeshine, which I'm sure I've mentioned a couple of times. Uh, but thanks, Johnny, for your email. That's it for the emails today. I wanted to read another email uh, from John, as uh, John did have a great question well, I'm not going to read his email. I'm just going to answer his question really simply. I would like to elaborate on that question. I might have actually an entire episode on John's question. I've wanted to, um, but I thought it might be a little too controversial, especially how deep I'm going to go into it. John asks, who came first, you or Arceus? Or Arceus? Um, my simple answer right now is Arceus. I want to have an episode on this. So, John, you say you just started listening to the podcast. If you go back and read your own email, John, you can see how it might get a little controversial, especially about religion in Pokemon. I will have an episode about it, so keep an eye open. So keep an eye open for that. Um, so thank you, John, for your email. And there's your simple answer: Who came first, Mew or Arceus? I believe Arceus com- came first, but obviously in chronological order, from you know 100 to 496, Mew comes first. But as far as the Pokemon creation evolution theory kind of thing goes, I'd say Arceus. And then Mew. That's going to be saved for another episode. So thank you, John, for your email. Our next and last email um, is from Craig. Even though Craig did, you know, obviously answer the question of the episode, he did suggest a website called televisiontunes.com. He says, also, I found a website where people can download and or listen to the TV theme songs. And the site is televisiontunes.com. Just search for Pokemon. And the question of the episode for next time, which thanks to Craig, is how many Pokemon videos do you own? And this includes DVDs, VHS tapes, and uh, those Game Boy Advance video things. I'm sure some of you might own one or two. I actually got one as a gift from Gene. It was the Dragon Ball Z, the first two episodes of uh, Dragon Ball GT, excuse me. Uh, He gave it to me as a gift a couple years ago back, I think, freshman year of high school uh, as a uh, birthday gift. So... Uh, don't think Gene listens to the show, but either way, thanks, man, for the uh, the thing. As well as he also gave me Spider-Man 2 uh, on DVD. That was kind of cool. So, uh, again, the question of the episode is, how many Pokemon videos do you own? And this includes DVDs, VHS tapes, and those Game Boy Advance video things. Uh, you can send all emails to flashlightstudios at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns about the episode, you need to contact me in some way. Again, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. All the links to, uh, from today's show, all the articles I talked about, including stuff about the Pokemon Super Contest, can be found on pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Uh, just a 
Reminder again, be careful on the internet, be careful who you talk to, just be careful who you send emails to, just for the safety of everybody. You know, yes, there are some weirdos and creepers out there, please be careful. Um, I'd like to say especially girls, but it happens to everybody as well. So again, just be please be careful. But on that note, that's pretty much it for the episode today. Again, email address is flashlightstudios at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter on twitter.com slash fsgabriel. Speaking of FS Gabriel, uh, if anybody has the game Modern Warfare 2 for the PlayStation 3, anybody wants to um, uh, anybody wants to play, you know, uh, online together, do some spec ops, whatever. My PlayStation name is also FS Gabriel as well. Just send me an email before you try to add me on the PlayStation Network if you do have this game. And I know some people probably don't like you know shooting games stuff like that. That's fine. If you do have the game, if you are willing to play. Just shoot me an email with your PlayStation name, and I will go ahead and add you. Uh, I've also gotten a lot of emails about adding me on the Diamond Pro, Platinum, Heart Gold, and Soul Silver games. Well, before I was really stingy about it, I didn't like uh, giving away my friend code information. I guess I just don't really care anymore. If you would like to add me in your games, send me an email with your information, and I'll send you an email back with my information, but there is no promises when I'm going to play, trade, or whatever with you on the game. I haven't been able to play too much. I've been playing a lot of Modern Warfare, and I've been doing a lot of extra things for the show. Um, I'm not going to mention anything about it, just that I'm doing some extra things for the show. But again, just send me an email with your information if you would like to trade, play, or whatever. I've gotten some emails asking me, oh, do you have this kind of berry? Do you have that kind of berry? You know, stuff like that. I've also sent out emails to listeners. I've even asked on the show. Anyways, again, twitter.com slash fsgabriel. Pokedex Radio Twitter is... Twitter.com slash Pokedex Radio. Send me an email if you want to play on PlayStation, on the PlayStation Network. Uh, the only game I have for the PlayStation is Modern Warfare 2. For the Xbox, I don't like Xbox Live, so I'm not playing stuff like Halo or whatever on the 360. I usually just play it for the story mode. Uh, plus, Xbox Live is 50 bucks a year, and I'm not willing to pay that. PlayStation is free. Nintendo Wi-Fi is free. You know, I'd rather play those instead. Anyways, thank you everybody for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, my name is Gabriel, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time.